Okay, so you have a small business that you need to market, but you're not a marketer. So now what? Where do you start and what are you even supposed to do? Well, meet Engie. Engie is marketing software that simplifies marketing for small business owners. You can plan, organize, and get your marketing out the door and in front of your next customers fast. The best news? Engie is turning one on May 8th, so you can make marketing way more manageable for yourself for only $19 a month for your first year with the code BDAY. But don't wait. This offer ends on May 31st. everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Pretty Okay podcast. I am your host, Taylor Holman. And I'm Samantha Welker. And today we are continuing on our promise to give you action items to take (laughs) care of after you've decided that it is time to make a career change. So that was a super fun conversation last week. And honestly, I laughed quite a bit when I was re-listening to the episode. Which parts in particular made you laugh? I'm just curious. Oh, definitely the part about the dead horse being beat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I think there were a few just like random sound effects that might have come out of one or both of our mouths that made me giggle. Not surprising. Yeah. So it was a thoroughly entertaining episode, despite the fact that it was terribly serious overall. I mean, it was not our most uplifting episode, for sure. It was not. Yeah, facts, guys. Sorry. (laughs) We probably should have, like, reversed it where it was like, here's all the shitty stuff, but here's one that's exciting. But instead, we kind of led with the exciting one, and then we were like, everything else sucks. We just careened downhill (laughs) out of control with no brakes in our car. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. So I think today's conversation will be a mix. I think it's going to be more positive. I mean, right? Because we're talking about the fact or what you should do after you've made the decision that you're going to like pivot or make a career change or kind of leave a shitty job. Pivot is the, the business word of 2022, I've decided. I've heard it so much more in the past like two months than I've ever heard it in my life. Just to, I'm already going on a tangent. We're not even like three minutes in. My brother works for this very, um, how would you describe it? Like it's on, they're on tracks, right? You don't really have to be good at your job. You kind of just have to follow this track and you get promoted kind of deal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so he's, it's just like so very typical, like stereotypical business world. So he will forward us emails sometimes or screenshots of things that are happening. And like his boss said to him the other day that he was really impressed with how my brother could pivot with agility. And I was like, those words mean the same thing. Those words mean the same thing. That's jargon. That's garbage. Yes. Those are not not, uh, actually constructive pieces of feedback. Yeah. So now that's just like our new inside family joke. We're like, you're really good at pivoting with agility. (laughs) That's interesting that in your business world that pivot is just becoming trendy because 2020, that was like the most 
commonly used word in the wedding industry. Really? Huh. Yeah. So it's interesting. interesting. I mean, it's, it's just making its rounds. Okay. So today what we wanted to talk about are the actual things that you should start taking care of when you've made the decision to pivot. <laughs> so pivot. Um, the first one, it should not be a shocker for anyone listening um, or any human um, especially any human who's ever listened to the Pretty Okay podcast before. But the first thing that you should do after deciding that you are going to make a career change is to set some new goals. And yeah. I am, I mean, we have a couple friends that like really go hardcore on annual business goals. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that you, I don't think that anybody needs to be confined to a specific point in time. As to like when they can actually set goals and revise them. Don't have to only do goals in the new year. Totally. Right. Like, you know, oh, sorry, I missed that boat. It's fucking February. So I can't set goals anymore. I'm going to wait till 2023. <laughs> yeah. Not the case, guys. So you can't use that as an excuse. Because um, the fact of the matter is, is that you can change your career for whatever reason you want. I mean, we definitely talked about some. You don't need to justify it if you find yourself in these in these kinds of scenarios. Uh, but yep. really, when push comes to shove, if you if your gut is telling you you need to make a change, then make the change. But after you've made that decision, the next question is really, what do you want to accomplish by totally. making this change? Yeah. So I think that there's kind of a mix of personal and professional and business goals that maybe needs to be set depending on like what who you are and what you're doing and like what you're trying to run away from <laughs> right we're all trying yeah. to run away from something lucky for all of us Samantha has a pretty pretty bitch in goals workbook goal setting workbook so she's like done half the work for you. I have I've done a lot of a lot of the legwork, probably more than anybody actually wants to do. It's funny I haven't even like had it up on the site because I'm just like Eh, goals are done for right now, right? <laughs> but I should put it back up at some point. I I feel like when it comes to goals and like talking about, okay, you're looking at goals from a different perspective. You're not looking at your goals as something like, okay, I want to, what do I want to continue doing well this year? What do I, you know, a lot of people do that start, stop, continue thing when it comes to goals. I think when it comes to making like a big old career change, the first thing you want to do is assess yourself. I think that will really help you map out those goals. And a lot of that is in that workbook, not to like plug, plug myself, but I'm just saying, you know, you have to evaluate like your values, your skills, your personality, your interests, like you have to understand what makes you tick before you start jumping off the deep end here. Um, are you driven by the size of your paycheck or the flexibility of your schedule? You know, it's do you want to work from home or do you thrive better in a busy office? You have to kind of ask yourself like, what would I want to work on and give my time to if I were doing it for free? And I think that once you have a better understanding of your strengths and your motivations, like you'll be able to kind of pinpoint a change that'll energize you. And mm -hmm. I think that's a really important uh, place to start from when you're going to make this big life altering decision. Totally, totally. And I mean, you, you really I like the fact that you start with really doing like some introspective work, because when you are in a space where emotionally 
or just realistically and like flat out plainly you need to make a change that means there's something about like the core of who you are that is wholly dissatisfied with something yeah and if you don't understand what that is you can't really start to move away from it so my joke about like running away from something actually is not like totally a joke (laughs) there's some validity to it (laughs) um because if you're trying to no longer look no longer find yourself in a particular situation then like you need to figure out what's going to actually bring you happiness and fulfillment before you can like really start to lay some some roadblocks down or not roadblocks we don't want to put roadblocks in front of ourselves we want to remove those we want to remove them (laughs) uh we're putting down stepping stones that was the phrase i was looking for yeah stepping stones (laughs) yeah i think one of the best ways to kind of take that first step too is is to look forward for opportunities for high growth um you know i mean it's because we talked about all the signs that it's time to make a change in your career if you're going to make the change you might as well do it to improve on what you're doing right like improve yourself improve your life let's get all yeah yeah with it but i think that once you kind of start mapping everything out looking at the career path are you staying in the same lane are you going into a different field but just also looking for is this going to improve my life financially, educationally, emotionally? <laughs> like, aim big here is what I, I think is one of the important things. Like, it's one thing to just be like, okay, my manager sucks. I need a new job. It's another thing to kind of seize the moment and and use that time to really make a better move for your future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, to get all yah yah and woo-woo about it. I mean, this isn't my jam. But I can, it's, Do it. I, can, I can appreciate why it's some people's jams. Um, but, you know, like putting together a vision board to complement these goals that you're setting for yourself and like helping to yeah. define where you want to go. I think that that's a, it's a valuable exercise if that's, you know, something that, that works for you. Um, I'm like, give me a checklist format of anything that I need to accomplish. And that's what makes my heart happy. So you're not going to find me like, you know, taking magazines and clipping shit out and like pasting them to a a poster board you will not find me doing that but um (laughs) if that's what helps you to really kind of like start manifesting and creating the space that you need to to pivot then go for it go for it i say agreed um okay so the next thing now this is this one people might think is an interesting one um since we don't really talk about or like you know, folks who are turning in are probably not working corporate jobs for the most part. Some people are. But um, regardless of whether or not you're making a career change in the corporate space because you're empl- like you want to be employed by someone else or you're just making one as a business owner, I do think that you need to update your LinkedIn page. Yeah, it's, it's an internet-based resume. People are going to go yeah. look at your LinkedIn when you're applying for new jobs. Yep. But also, like, if you're self-employed, it's kind of one of those places where if you want to, like, put things out into the world to kind of have this unofficial layer of accountability, but also it's, like, mixed with networking and, like, just a good PR move, then 
updating your LinkedIn page, like specifically that about bio section um, and making sure that you also update like your, I guess, like the formal resume part too. Um, that's really going to be super helpful and yeah. in educating your your network about what it is you're trying to accomplish. And then if someone happens to have a connection that fits that, then they're actually going to know yeah. and are better suited to like help you get there as opposed to you keeping this like a deep, dark secret totally. that no one knows about. But I will say, you know, don't go marking anything open for work on LinkedIn until you've notified your other job if you're leaving a current role <laughs> because someone will see it and things will get messy. So, you know, just keep that in mind. I think with LinkedIn too, just to tie this kind of into it is – because I'm all about like, I keep going back to this growth opportunity, right? Of like, okay, if you're going to jump in, jump all the fucking way in. So like brushing up on your skills is really helpful when you're looking at a new role. And I think when you go kind of into your LinkedIn, you can see, okay, so I have experience in event planning, in social media, in this, that, and the other. But often when you pivot in a career change, you know, you're, it often means taking on a new skill set. And I'll use myself as an example here. Um, so I shifted, obviously, from the corporate finance world more into, like, the editorial creative world. And it was a huge learning curve. I had to learn things like graphic design, web design, kind of like the ins and outs of partnerships and things like that. And so when you change careers, you're inevitably going to learn a lot on the job. That's just what happens. Um, but you'll, it'll help you kind of land the position in the first place if you learn the skills ahead of time, especially if you're making a shift into a different kind of category. Um, so, you know, after you've done kind of the assessment and then that introspection, you know, start by identifying the skills that you need in this new career and highlight the shit out of them on LinkedIn. You know, if you're looking for a marketing position, don't talk about how good you are at admin work. Like your forefront on your LinkedIn needs to be what you are going to be working on in a new role. Yep. Yep. Forward thinking. Manifest it, all of those things. Proactive rather than react. <laughs> it all means the same. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, um, and honestly, like if someone listening to this doesn't have a LinkedIn page, like just create one. There's, I mean, yeah. it's free. It doesn't hurt you. Um, no. And it's, it's just like a way to start expanding your network. I mean, I'm, I don't know about you. I don't, I, I'm not one of the people that will, like, just accept anyone that wants to link in with me. I won't either. I'm like, get out of here. Get out of my inbox. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, so you can you can make some intentional connections on the platform. Um, and you also kind of, like, I kind of think it's fun to go, a little bit go down the rabbit hole of seeing what people are up to because mm -hmm. their careers are changing as well. And so it does it does become, like, a valuable forum for making sure that you are having conversations with the people who possibly can help you. So, but build that network. Yep. Yep. But LinkedIn, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest at the end of the day, it, there is still a lot of, it's all about who, you know, you know, yeah. there are 
a dime a dozen people looking for, for jobs, for new jobs. And having that kind of network leg up will only help you. So mm-hmm. you never know who's going to be in a position to pass along a resume or to ping you when a job opens up, something like that. You can also always use social media to build your network. You know, I know LinkedIn Mm -hmm. is technically a form of social media, but you can use, you know, Instagram, Facebook and whatnot to kind of build it up in that area that you're pursuing. So for when you are ready to make a career change, you can find tactful ways to make your your intentions known uh, to your friends and your contacts. And, you know, you might be surprised at the eventual source of your your newfound job salvation. Yeah. I love that you used make your intentions known. It made me like, made me like immediately think of like a stodgy old dad who's asking like, what are your intentions with my daughter? Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking more pride and prejudice, but that's fine. <laughs> you can go that route if you want. You know. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So next. It's time to crunch numbers, folks. Crunch them. I mean, crunch, always. Crunch. Yeah, metrics or it didn't happen, right? Even if you're making right. a career change. Bitches. Right. So, bitches. bitches, don't skip this step. Like, don't seriously, skip don't skip it. Yeah. Don't do it. Um, nope. I mean, technically, you could crunch the numbers before or after you've made the change, but it obviously uh, is in your best interest to do it before you make the change. Yeah. Because I think... When I have made big career changes, it has helped inform, like the numbers have helped inform my timeline of when I'm going to make changes. I mean, it's like the responsible adult thing to do, guys. I know. It is the grown-up way. (laughs) It is the grown-up way. That's a a good thing for merch. It is the grown-up way. (laughs) Yeah, the level of impact your finances have on your career change, they're going to differ from case to case, obviously. You know, some people have a partner who can kind of alleviate some of that financial stress while you're looking for something, but other people like your paycheck to paycheck, you know? So if you're heading into a situation or you're going back to school, you can plan on obviously not really making money in the beginning. And so I always say like a good rule of thumb is to have three to six months, if you're on your own, I would say have three to six months of rent and living expenses saved up before you make a jump, which I know can sound like a lot, but if, especially if you're like, oh, I'm going to go back to school or I'm going to start in a new field, like it, A, might take a while to find something new and B, you might not be getting paid as much as you're working your way up that little corporate ladder. Mm -hmm. So unless you're like, Oh, I've immediately found a new job that pays me just as much, if not more, as I was making. Then by all means, don't listen to us. Like, What no do we know? Terms. No crunching. <laughs> um, but otherwise, it's you're going to want that cushion in place. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that I think, I mean, I think a lot of people forget about this is, granted, I know that not everyone has it. Though everyone should, and it should be a it should be a right. But healthcare, like <sighs> if you are currently in a position where your healthcare insurance is covered, and then it's not gonna be, yeah, it is a crazy difference to be on Cobra. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, 
Brett and I, there was a few years ago, he, before he went back to like from the startup to the corporate world, he was consulting for like six months, maybe a little bit longer. And the amount of money that we had to pay to Cobra every month to be insured was like fucking stupid. Yeah. And you just don't like that's just one of those expenses that you don't really think about or at least it's not on the forefront of my brain all the time and like in terms of what it costs to like exist but it is one of those things that you really need to think about yeah I mean especially when you're being Brett and you're like you know getting hurt all the fucking time so like yeah oh I know trust me I quit my corporate job when I was pregnant oh yeah that's right Oi, oi. Yeah. Um, so the other thing um, that, again, like this is one of the more like in Maslow's hierarchy of things. This is higher up the hmm. pyramid. But how is this going to impact your ability to save for the future and your retirement? Mm-hmm. Especially if it is going to like if you are going back to school, right, and you're not going to have... Yep. And income or, you know, you're taking a break from running a business and, you know, you're you're just kind of like changing your financial status overall. How is that going to add to those 35 years that we already need to just like still work? <laughs> is it going to turn 35 right. years into 45 years? Um, so, again, tis the grown up way to ask yourself these questions and crunch the numbers so that you're not literally caught with caught your pants down. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's the way to say it too. With your pants down. With your pants down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's because we talked about in the last episode, you know, that life is too short to work in a job you hate or for people you hate. That said, you have to look at making a smart choice for where you're going to go next and how it's going to affect your career. If you're going to like, You know, like Steven would love to go back to school and become a lawyer or a doctor right now. Honestly, he would. He's like over owning a barbershop and all. He just wants to like go to have a job where someone gives him a paycheck. Again, I get it. But like, okay, well, sorry, you're almost 40. We don't have time for you to go back to school for 10 years. We have two kids. We need your income. So figure something else out. So obviously – He's going to stick with being a barber because that's the realistic goal for him. But I mean, it would, it wouldn't make sense in our situation for him to do that. Other people have a different situation where they can make those kind of big jumps. Um, and I think that's amazing. And I like wish we could be those people, (laughs) but we don't want to tack on another, you know, 10 years until we can retire. Like, we're already feeling old, okay? We're already feeling old. Yeah. Yeah. No, I if it's really gonna like impact that super long term goal. And I, I mean, I think that everyone should have a a, a goal of like what age do they want to retire, right? Because that really yeah. that kind of is the 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 biggest goal that to you not need work to have. Anymore. Yeah, to not work anymore, but it also, like, it literally impacts every other, like, decision you have to make in your adult life, right? Yep. Um, Because unless you want to work until the day you die, which, 
I probably will work in some way, shape, or form because that's just who I am and I like can't sit still. Yeah. But I don't want to have to work until the day I die. Two different things. Right. Fair. Um, so if I know that I want to like no longer – if I want to, as I call it, work for fun. I have a work for fun age, right? So that's that, – that influences like how aggressively I try to save – like, I yep. did not spend $200 yesterday on new sports bras because I was like, I don't really need this. So I did the thing <laughs> where I, like, unadded them to my cart because I was like, fuck, I want them, but do I really need them? No. Yep. Because you crunched. You crunched. I crunched those number. numbers. By not buying those four sports bras, I am that much closer to my work for fun <laughs> age. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, and it does. It sounds stupid, but, like, seriously. I think everybody needs to have that that number in their mind so that they can actually do some number crunching from there. Yes. I will say I do believe – and I'm sorry if you're listening and you're like, that's not me. Don't put me in a box. But a lot of self-employed people don't necessarily have retirement at the forefront of their mind because it's like, oh, that's something to look at later. And it's not like you've got an HR manager who's helping you contribute to a 401K or something like that. Like it is on you. When you own the business or you are, you know, self-employed, it is on yep. you to set up that retirement. It often happens later than it probably should when you're self-employed or when you own your business. So I would highly recommend if you haven't, like Mint actually has a very good um, retirement planner for newbies that you can go in and you can be like, okay, here's the age I want to retire. Here's how much money I want to have each year. Here's what I make now. Here's how long I want to work. And it just kind of figures it out for you and it tells you, okay, you need to save X amount each year in order to do this. Here are ways you can optimize it by investing or, you know, cutting back in these areas, different things like that. Highly recommend doing that if you have not yet kind of delved into the world of retirement because it will be here. Don't worry. Yep. Yep. It will show up. Yep. And I'm going to take this and further down. You don't want to be caught with your pants down. Nope. No pants down. <laughs> um, and I'm going to take us further down the retirement talk because I think this is a really fun one and I don't think that enough people are having it. So um, I have Mint is a great tool to use and everyone for sure should check that out. Um, another option is uh, a platform called Elevest that I've been using yep. for the past few years. Um, and they have a fun way of like figuring out how much you need to save per month to like be on track for your retirement goals. You can yep. also set different types of financial goals in there. Um, but like if if you're listening and you think that like investing and saving for your retirement is too, it's gonna cost you too much and you can't, like literally you can start with like $100 right? Yep. And just take these little baby steps. But the most important thing you can do is to start. Um, and the last little bit. Start. Yep, just start. Um, and the last little thing that I learned, I only learned this three years ago, guys. So like, and I'm someone who like tries to find these things and I didn't fucking find it <laughs> for a long time. So like I was already like self-employed for uh like three years by the time one of my other self-employed friends was like hey are you doing this I was like I am not 
So there's something called a SEP IRA, S-E-P IRA. And mm-hmm. when you are self-employed, you can contribute. Don't quote me on the numbers because you should always confirm <laughs> the numbers. But I'm pretty sure that you can contribute up to 24% of your profit pre-tax to this account. And then, so it kind of like, it gives you an incentive to actually like make the savings, but it also helps to reduce your tax liability for that tax year. Yeah. So it's like a double. You're very close. It's 25. Oh, 25. So I have personally like, like contributed the max that I can for the past three years. And that has really helped me feel like I'm catching up in this space because like I didn't work in the corporate world long enough to have a 401k that was of any sort of like size. I think it was like a few thousand dollars, which clearly wasn't going to do me jack shit when I (laughs) decided to pivot out of that space. Um, But it is like saving for your future is totally on you. So do your like actually literally do your future self a favor and start saving. So crunch these numbers, set these goals. And you won't hate yourself after making this career change because you actually thought it through. We're adulting, guys. We're adulting here. Super hard. (laughs) Super hardcore adulting. Um, Okay. So let's switch gears and talk about our last point, which this is definitely more geared toward the folks who are self-employed or wanting. Yes, or wanting. Jinx. Same page. Look (laughs) at us. So and that is to create a business plan. So pretend to not be mad that they don't already have one. Yeah, you should definitely pretend to not be mad because nobody has a business plan. Nobody has a marketing strategy. Nobody tracks their KPIs. Those are all you guys. <laughs> Please start doing all of these things. I mean, you've got a fucking contract. Oh, that's another thing. Sam and I will just bury our heads in the sand for a moment and act like we didn't see it. <laughs> and then you can yep. just like wave a magic wand and make all these things appear and then all will be fine. It'll be great. It'll be great. We won't have to come after you. <laughs> but if you are changing your business or starting your own business, a business plan is a must. Yeah. In my opinion. It's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Um, now, when you Google what goes into a business plan on the internet – you're not going to be stoked with the examples that you see because they're going to be like, you know, samples of business plans that big corporate companies put together. You do, your document does not need to be 30 pages. It's not what we're asking you to do. But you should have each of the components documented so that, you know, you're actually like laying foundational bricks to build your next move off of a business plan like mine are always basically like kind of outlines on steroids I don't Mm -hmm. like I don't go super heavy into the narrative part of things like a big corporate business plan would I mean I keep myself to like 
you know, a normal size paragraph to describe, like, you know, to do my business summary and, you know, business information and all that kind of stuff. And then the yeah. rest of it, I tend to just, because my brain works in, like, bullet point lists, I tend to then just, like, break things up into lists and then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I have some form of business plan on paper to inform where I'm going next, like where I'm driving this crazy train. Right. Yes. I. So I like to always think of business plans kind of as in a like the who, the what, the why, and the how. Mm-hmm. Right? Like the why is very important tied in with the who. Like why are you starting this business? Who needs you? Like who are you going to be serving? What is the purpose? How are you going to make it happen? Um, and so I think that's a very kind of simplistic way to look at it, but it's also helpful if you can just start kind of there with those bigger overarching key points, like those are your touchstones, right? We have a wonderful series, should you need some, some guidance (laughs) called how to launch a business without losing your damn mind. Goddamn mind. Goddamn mind. Yeah. Get it right. Goddamn mind. (laughs) Uh, I know. I know. I know. So, I mean, I, we talked a lot didn't we? Yeah, it's like plans and that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a whole episode about business plans. Okay, I mean, I was pregnant. So I I, my brain is mush from that period. And I don't remember too terribly much. But I I feel like that's something we would have done. Yes. (laughs) Unless we royally fucked up and like just skipped a major part of the of the whole process of starting a business. Um, And if we did, we apologize. Kind of similar to saving and like crunching your numbers. Just get something on paper, even if it feels yep. skeletal to you. Yep. It's still better, better than, than nothing. One hundred percent. We are so on the same page yeah. today. It's almost like we're in the same room, but we're not. But we're not. We're like four hundred miles apart from each other currently. <laughs> so far. But apparently, we share a brain. Um, so mm. so do it. Put together a business plan um, because. Kind of similar. So do it. Sorry, so do I really liked that. So do it. <laughs> Just very matter so of fact. So do it. <laughs> oh, no, people, you don't have a choice. Just do it. I'm sorry. That really, that one got me. That was funny. I'm glad. I'm ho- I'm hoping that it uh it entertains other folks too. <laughs> it, it is Monday, so you know, all yeah. the cylinders may not be totally firing at the moment. but um so similar to like just start just do it um it also ties back to kind of like the exercise that sam was talking about at the beginning with the goal setting and like being introspective and forward thinking about what it is you want so because you can have an idea for what you want your next thing to be but as you start doing this exercise of putting it on paper you might have some realizations or start going down some rabbit holes and figure out where your gaps are and what you need to do to actually make it happen so um so that's that's just you know I kind of live my life trying to figure out where my blind spots are Mm. and this is a great way to identify the gaps and blind spots so that, I would if I had any, but... <laughs> I mean, we all know you're perfect. <laughs> Samantha, I am perfect Welkar. Uh, that's what they call me. <laughs> and I am Taylor, I'm not an asshole, Holman. <laughs> that's right. That's 
And the other thing, after you put together your business plan on paper, it is very highly recommended to have another human, preferably someone who is business minded or like at least business savvy, review it, right? Like don't just like have your, I don't know, maybe you have a teenager and an econ and you're like, hey, can you review my business plan? Not a good idea. Um, also not a document to send to your mom either, even though your mom, because your mom's no. just going to tell you it's great. I would send it to my mom because my mom is a genius. Your mom like, is she's a financial genius. So yes. I would send it to my mom. To your, mom your mom, your <laughs> mom um, is the outlier in the situation yeah. for sure. Yeah. We could all send Jolene our business plans for review. Yep. Yeah. She's like, please don't. Please don't send them to me. She has no idea what we just signed her up for. Um, but honestly, like having a second set or a third set of eyes on it is really important because like we all make plans based on like how we feel, usually how we feel about things. And even when we go out to do the research, we are we have this thing called confirmation bias where <laughs> right um, confirmation yeah. bias is fucking rampant in society these days. But yeah. in this little microcosm of uh, a topic we're talking about, like if you think that if you really want something to work, then you're just going to go out and you're going to find, you know, pieces of information that like quote unquote, prove you're right. right. Um, so that's confirmation bias in a like yeah. the most dumbed down way. So sending your business plan to another brain is good because they're going to, they're going to point out, hopefully if this person's like actually a good friend and wants you to succeed, they're going to point out where you maybe had confirmation bias or you didn't look at something like as objectively as you could in order to actually bring it to life. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, if you share your business plan with somebody and they don't come back with feedback, like, oh, it's perfect as is, they're probably not the right person to share it with because <laughs> nobody writes a perfect business plan straight out the gate. No, no one. No one. So, um, that's funny. I, I wonder if that, has ever happened i'm trying to think if that's ever happened to me i don't think so i have you i oh. can share things with you yes i mean like you know because when you talk to people about your ideas yeah when you just share the idea it's probably mm -hmm. a great idea and your right. your passion and your enthusiasm is coming through and it makes someone go like yeah fucking do it but then when you yeah. actually go through the motion of like putting it on paper a, a great idea can start to like be problematic or not as well thought out or this that and the right. other so um yeah i mean it's sorry to be wah wah again but <laughs> we really do like honestly like if you don't get really solid feedback about what it is you're trying to accomplish then you could just put yourself in a, a not great situation where you thought you were gonna like be on your next big thing, right? Which kind of, I want to tie it all back to what to, well, a couple of points here. Because we are talking about making a career change. And that can go, like we said, self-employed or you're going from the corporate world. Maybe you want to go from corporate to self-employed. Things like that. I think the biggest takeaway here, because we're talking a lot about 
all right, you need to do goal setting, so map that out. You need to do financial planning, so map that out. You need to do a business plan, map that out. It sounds like a lot of fucking work, right? We're telling you to put pen to paper. So the biggest thing to take away from this episode is to sleep on it. Because, <laughs> like, I am the queen of hasty decisions. I will not lie about that. But there should be no messing around when it comes to making a career change. Like, this is your livelihood we're talking about, after all. So thinking about what you aren't happy with in your current career and, like, your current situation, it'll help you kind of provide a path to find what you're looking for. But you know how sometimes you get something, like, under your skin and you're just, like, suddenly that's all you can think about and it festers a bit? It can lead you to make hasty decisions. And if you're jumping the gun here, quitting your job, you know – it it is not going to end well. I'm just going to say it bluntly. It's not going to end well. You need to sleep on it. You need to look and see are there things that you don't like about your current role that are temporary that could be fixed, you know, without the career change. Like could you delegate certain tasks that would alleviate, you know, or ones that are draining your energy um or demotivating you towards the rest of your job. So take a big pause kind of before, you know, taking a screenshot of your middle finger and texting it to your boss the first thing on Monday morning. I think like <laughs> dead. I'm dead. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of planning that goes into this. And you have to do all of those. Those are the big 3 that you have to do before you can make this this leap, right? So you have to plan out your goals, you have to plan out financially, you have to plan out your business plan if you're going the self-employed route. If you're not Go ahead. You only have two homework assignments. The other big thing I will say here, <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. Do not burn any bridges. Oh, man, that one daggered to my heart. Girl, I mean, hello, same. That's why I brought it up. Yes. <laughs> um, But like for me, looking at it from a way back perspective of what, during my time in the corporate world, you know, which I guess technically I'm kind of back in the corporate world. I should, so I it's my previous corporate world. Uh, um, I don't know. Do I can I don't know if I consider Sally Baby to be corporate. They're like a large SMB, right? I mean, we've got a board of white dudes. Oh shit! So you are corporate. Oh yeah, shit! So I take it back. Um, it is incorporated, so technically mm. <laughs> it's corporate. <laughs> um, but I mean, so like you know, during my HR days, we'll say that. It was really easy to see when somebody was checked out mentally um, and that whether they were getting ready to quit or were just burnt out in their current role, people tend to lose steam and it's visible. So if you have the luxury of a job currently, even if it's one that you hate, you know, kind of keeping your nose to the grindstone while you look for greener pastures is one of the best things you can do because you'll be better off making sure you have a soft landing spot before you take the plunge. You know, unemployment is one of the worst positions to be in when you're looking for a job. <laughs> it's much better to currently mm -hmm. have a job and look for a new one than to be unemployed seeking employment. <laughs> I don't know if this is just me, but like the longer you're out of work, this is going to sound terrible, but the longer you're out of work and on the hunt, the more prospective employers can kind of smell the stink of desperation. Mm. 
<laughs> so you want, like I said, you want to be someone that's, you're, you're a prize, right? You know what you want. You know how you're going to get it. You're brushing up on skills. And you never know when you're going to need a glowing review from a current employer or they're going to check some references. Maybe you've landed the dream job, but they want to check references with your old job. If you've screwed them royally by just being like, Deuce, you sent them the screenshot of the middle finger, they're not going to give you a good review. See, I've just got all these HR things that float in my brain with this, this so topic. It's good. I, have to, I have to dial back a bit. but <laughs> So I'm looking at it very much from the corporate side of things. Again, those things don't really apply if you're, you're, you're self-employed, but they can to some extent, you know, like burning bridges with anybody when you're self-employed is, is a no-no because you have nobody to blame but yourself. Yep. And guys, if I avoided burning the proverbial house down last time I made a career change, you can do it too <laughs> because yeah. um, exactly. I really, really, really wanted to and – Dr. Corey and my husband were just like, there's no point. It's not going to do anything. It'll make you feel good for 30 seconds. And then it's not actually going to be a benefit. So. Yeah, totally. Don't do not do it. Um, you can, you got to find other ways to, to find closure than yeah. burning a bridge. Right. Talk shit about them all you want when you're gone, you yep. know? yeah but don't do it while you're there that's bad that's bad juju it's very bad juju so sounds like if you're thinking of making a career change you've got some homework so much homework but it's great homework i mean it's actually not that much like i think that someone like if you if you sat down and removed distractions you could get all this done in one day for sure, I think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're not saying you've got to go into, like, the world's deepest dive Correct. in your inner psyche. Like, yeah, you don't you need to, like, get high on mushrooms and, like, <laughs> yeah. We're not, we're not saying to, like, go on an ayahuasca retreat and, like, go find the meaning of life. You Which don't need I do, to do highly that. recommend at some point, <laughs> but, I mean, you don't have to do it right now. <laughs> I don't think if I could ever do that. To help you through this. Oh my god! Could oh my you? God. I could not this do that. Good. I can't. I have so I the control issues, man. I can't. I can't. Oh, yeah. I can't. You have no control. But you've got a babysitter, so it's fine. Oh my god! That if hell will freeze over if Taylor ever gets gets herself to an ayahuasca retreat. <laughs> oh, I think I just found my new goal. <laughs> Get Taylor to an ayahuasca retreat. <laughs> we'll do that when we're in Once our work you- for fun. Uh, phase of life <laughs> mm, our golden girls yes. podcast uh no we got to do it now <laughs> we're gonna make this happen i hope you're ready buckle up folks i hope you like vomiting <laughs> oh that's like the worst that's the worst yeah the worst well so um please don't vomit all over your business plan um <laughs> so don't don't do that. Uh, but but do seriously, like commit yourself like you're you're committed to making a change. So commit to making the best version of the change you can. That's going to put you in the best place possible 
in the shortest amount of time. And doing these exercises is going to help you get there. I like that. Commit yourself to making, what did you say, the best? I don't know. We're going to have to listen to the replay. I forgot. <laughs> We're going to have to listen to the replay. Too much. It's the ayahuasca. <laughs> the ayahuasca has melted my brain. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! Right. Well, this was a fun episode. This was way more fun than the the so you want to make a career change episode. This was more lighthearted. Yeah, it's definitely more uplifting. Yes, good, good. Yes, well, because we always want to make don't everyone feel good. Yeah, don't forget if you leave a review, Taylor will send you a present. Yeah. I kind of forgot to tell anybody that on social. I should announce oh, it on social yeah. as announce well. Announce it on social. Um, but if you leave us a rating and a review, send us a screenshot of it. Taylor will send you a present. Don't forget, I'll give you $20 if you can figure out which review is mine. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't do it. But yeah, I think we're going to have some good – there's going to be some good resources pulled from this episode. So make sure you check out the show notes on prettyokaypodcast.com. And we will be back with more titillating topics for you. Titillating. You guys can't see our fingers. Titillating. People are actually going to think that we're high on this episode. (laughs) I wish, you guys. I'm not, but I wish. I'm not going to lie about it. (laughs) Neither am I. I miss it so much. Just drinking water damn breastfeeding (laughs) it's the adulting in me the adulting in me is choosing not to inject my child with drugs simultaneously tis the grown-up thing to do tis the grown-up thing to do yeah yeah so much grown-upness well on that note (laughs) on that note we will be back in a couple weeks with uh more fun fresh funkiness in your ears about God knows who what. We'll God knows who what. God, kn- oh man, Mondays. We got to stop God recording on Mondays. Knows what <laughs> without what? Oh no! Don't copyright infringe me. Yep. Um. <laughs> all right. We'll be back to titillate you soon. Titillate me. Okay. Have a good week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.